the fact that he gets to meet his parents. They are alive and they're in the bottle city. He can visit them whenever. That's so yeah. nice. It's so nice. Makes me laugh too. He's like, well, okay, I guess I'll figure this out later. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys are going to be tiny for a while. Gotta go. <laughs> What what are we chatting about? Look at look at you. What's that stack behind you? Oh, oh this, you this, got it. I got it. Yeah, these, these are a bunch of books that Nathan gave to me uh, not long ago. Some he Superman was... archives. I see those are awesome. Uh, uh, some of the '90s Superman. Mm-hmm. How is Nathan yeah. doing? By the way, he's doing pretty good. He's doing good. He's doing well. He's uh, tell him I said hi because we literally haven't yeah. talked in a million years. I will. I will. But yeah, on your recommendation, I picked up this. Yeah, actually, I ordered it. I tried to get it at Nans, but they didn't have it. Uh, I did pick up, but I didn't. I didn't read this yet. This is the only thing in oh, that, that Batman that 66. Series. But I just think the that's first a, volume. Oh, it's just the first volume. Gotcha. Yeah, which I haven't read this yet, but it it looks great in the art. It, it's thing. just so fun, man. Yeah, they nailed the period. Yeah, this I absolutely love. Of course. I, oh, that's I on my side. A, yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the, the, I forgot to tell you, I live on the mean streets. Oh, yes. The mean yeah, yeah. streets. <laughs> there was a couple of things about this that made me laugh that some of the choices they made, like he he actually does the cellophane S yes. and throws it at the robots yes. at one point. Yeah. I was like, whoa, wow. Okay. They, they went there. The well, they do that was in Batman 66 too, where the, they'll, oh, they'll they sort of lean into some of the, the things that fans find really cheesy but they just find a way of like, come on, we know it's cheesy, but you kind of want it to, right? <laughs> like, yeah, maybe the, so. The other thing I thought was funny is that Lex Luthor somehow got out on parole after stealing nuclear <laughs> yes, weapons. Yes. Like, what? <laughs> I, I thought the I thought the writer did a really good job though of capturing like their voices. Cause when mm-hmm. you're reading it, uh you can actually hear it in their you know, the actors, I'm hearing them in my head. Yeah. And I thought that was really well done. And, of course, yeah. the art's really good. Just really yeah, clean, yeah. clean art. Clean. Can, can I ask you, were you, no. when you were reading Joel's parts, were, was, were you <laughs> yes. saying Krypton? <laughs> yes, I was saying Krypton. And I was lisping slightly. <laughs> my yeah. son, it is so wonderful to see you again. My son. Did you mess with, did you do that thing that I told you not to do with the flying through time? Oh, my son. My son. I'm so disappointed in you, my son. Um, No, yeah, yeah, of course I did. Uh, And, of course, that goes straight to the feels. I mean, uh, the fact that he gets to meet his parents, they are alive, and I guess they're still alive at the end of it. But, you know, Mm -hmm. they're in the Bottle City. He can visit them whenever. That's so nice. It's so nice. Nice. It was kind of makes me laugh too. He's like, "Well, okay, I guess I'll figure this out later. Bye." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys are going to be tiny for a while. Gotta go. <laughs> uh, they'll do a sequel. I mean, these all these have They'd sold better, pretty yeah. well. Wonder Woman seventy seven has had a few. Yeah. Batman sixty six obviously has had the most, and they've done a bunch of crossovers. Like okay, they've okay. had crossovers with other sixties things. Like, of course, mm-hmm. Green Hornet and Kato. But also, mm-hmm. Man from Uncle, uh, Steed and Mrs. Peel, the Avengers, they've had crossovers, all these characters that are time specific, I mean, period specific. They did a Batman 66, Wonder Woman 77 crossover where Batman and Wonder Woman meet, but it's Adam West and Linda Carter. 
pretty great. Nice. I, That's great any day now they'll be doing a Justice League. Any day now they'll be doing a Justice League with Adam West, Batman, Christopher Reeve, Superman, and oh man, beautiful idea. Party. Yeah, I know. It, it reminds fun. me of a lot of the Alex Ross has done so many posters where he yes. combines those versions yes. of the characters. So it's great to actually see it being done. That, that was goes, the other thing he, I really liked about that. There's was so that, many cameos in this. Oh you know, yeah, Alex Ross style. Yeah. He's got. Yeah, you know, there's Richard Pryor's in there, presumably playing the same character he does in <laughs> Superman 3. Uh, the, the Goonies show yes. up on one. I and, think uh, some of that, I mean, obviously the Goonies is way out of time. It's just, it, in, instead, it's just sort of like, this is fun for me, the artist. It's just yeah. like when you read, uh, did you, you, I'm sure as a kid, maybe you read Superman versus Muhammad Ali. A classic thing from the 70s drawn by you know the great departed neil adams and in the big fight scene where it's the aliens have set up this boxing (laughs) and superman and muhammad ali are fighting it's this double page spread and neil adams filled the audience with people of the time like celebrities Uh, it's almost like the sergeant pepper cover where you're sitting there going and in fact i think because this is pre the death of john lennon it's like yeah there's john lennon and yoko are in the audience and there's dick cavett i mean it's just like great of course all these people would be there there's johnny carson enjoying it it's uh pretty great uh superman does get his ass handed to him by muhammad ali though (laughs) but but they set it up that this was their plan is that superman took a dive on purpose muhammad ali is working with superman i see good stuff Anyway, what do we want to talk about? We want to talk about Mr. Snyder. Yeah, I think we need to get this out of the way because we've, Man, we've touched we on it. And, and uh, yeah. So do you, do you remember when it was announced that he was doing it? Like, were you concerned <laughs> about how it was going to turn out? How it was going to come out? Because we had well, we already had Watchmen at that point, right? Right. Uh, we'd yeah. had 300. We'd had Watchmen. And actually, I was very excited uh, because... Watchmen is not, I mean, it's far from perfect, but I kept thinking, wow, uh, I couldn't imagine anyone doing a better job of taking that ridiculously huge story, complex story, and putting it in two and a half hours. I thought he did a good job with that. Was he too slavish to the comic? You know, like, I want to match panels and stuff like, yeah, the best part of it's the opening, which is not based on any of the panels because he condenses all that history just into the opening credits. He does an amazing job there. 300 was good. I mean, I'm just not so much into Bowflex ads and uh, body oil, but other than that, it was a fine <laughs> film. And then, uh, so I was cautiously excited. I was most nervous about the fact they said, um, I mean, because they said because of, of uh, Christopher Nolan's success with the Batman films, that he would be overseeing this. Like he was DC's choice to oversee a Superman film directed by Zack Snyder. And I was sort of like, well, those characters are very different. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. just because he had a huge success with Batman doesn't mean he gets Superman at all. So I was worried about that. Turned out I didn't need to be because I think Christopher Nolan literally just was like, sounds like you guys are off and running. Thanks. God. Bye. Yeah. Just check. Yeah. What I should have been worried about was Zack Snyder's idea of what makes these characters special. Mm-hmm. And that's the big problem. And he has said in interviews, he goes, I'm a huge DC fan. People think I'm not, but I am. I love these characters. I see them as modern gods. And I'm like, oh, that's the problem. 
he really loves the idea of them being these iconic figures and he wants it all to be about you know slow mo and even that scene where all the people are reaching out to touch superman is done like this creepy king of kings jesus christ thing and i'm like no that's not it no, that's not it. It's literally mm-hmm. him taking cats out of trees and talking to, to to old folks sitting on benches and stuff. It's like he's not standing above us. He's walking with us, man. That's the mm-hmm. whole point. So yeah. he's he's wrong about the character. And he does some great visual sequences. The man can shoot a fight scene mm-hmm. and but I'm sitting there going, if you don't get the character right, you you fucked up. If you get to yeah. the end of your movie and you think the only thing that Kal-El can think to do is snap somebody's neck, you are wrong, sir. You're very mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. Plus, why is he fighting in downtown Metropolis when he could easily have knocked Zod to some empty part of Alaska or something? It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even in Smallville, he was doing that, too. I mean, the first thing he does, like, you leave my mom alone. And he, he- yeah. Pushes them all the way into downtown Smallville and yes. destroys everything yes. there. Like, what are you doing? I was you know? most worried about that IHOP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Product placement. Boy, that was interesting. But no, it is a stupid thing. You're like, okay, I know that in the cinematic universe, that's our introduction to Superman. And I'm like, they're implying he's, you know, uh, he's done some other stuff, but he's still pretty new. But at the same time, it's like, look, man, you don't, even a rookie mistake you don't have a super powered battle near civilians. You mm-hmm. get them out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you, he had to have his destruction. And then when it comes to the metropolis scene at the end and it becomes, Oh, nine 11 was traumatic for everybody. How about I take nine 11 and multiply it times 20 mm-hmm. just because effects can be that realistic. Maybe we don't need that because there was PTSD coming off that movie. Yeah. That plus the fact that he expresses no remorse for all those thousands of people who are on probably million people died in that, in that destruction. I mean, it was insane. And and you know, the scene I was talking about too, like, like um, there's, there's that weird pause in the battle where he has saved Perry and Lois, uh, Mm -hmm. but the battle's not over yet. Mm-hmm. And he stops to kind of like flirt with Lois for half a second and she gives him a peck. <laughs> and you're like, I'm sorry. My Superman would literally be like, can't stop. The, he hears people trapped in rubble right now. He, yeah. he should. And he should be like, and and he can do this quickly. There are several hundred people I need to save right now. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. about like, so um <laughs> do anything after the apocalypse yeah so uh, (laughs) i don't know if you'd ever date somebody in skin tight clothes but uh, i'm like what are you doing (laughs) what are you doing yeah compare this to superman 2 where there is the battle going on in the middle of metropolis and he's freaking out the whole time he's like oh god damn it you know like yeah actually actually that's true because they don't write big chunks in it it's and I, i like henry cavill i really do and the man looks amazing and I think given a good script and a director, he would have been a fine Superman, but I'm sure he was directed just to be this like badass as if it's almost like Zack Snyder through the whole movie is worried about people thinking Superman's a pussy. Uh, uh, you know, it's it, so he's right. like, you've, you've got to, everything is gritty and just be badass, man. And people will never take Superman lightly again. No, that's not, again, not the take. 
but mm-hmm. it, what we're, we just talked about in Superman two is totally on point. Just Christopher Reeves' reactions to everything, he's half looking at the people who are trying to beat him up. And most of the time, though, he is looking over and just like going, oh, he is worried. I yeah, love that. That's why he I leaves. Yeah. Which was a yes. great moment. Like he decides the only way I can fix this is to get out of here to yes. end this destruction. He, it's a and, and again, move. the destruction is not as apocalyptic as it would be because of effects. But also, I mean, from reading comics of the time, uh, I was totally satisfied with that super battle. It's like Superman throws the guy, you know, uh, non or whatever into the big Coke sign and stuff. And did that building get some chunks knocked off of it? Yeah. Did anyone die? No. I just sit right. there going, you don't have to have that for realism's sake. Uh, right. If you want to have that big ending to Man of Steel, that's fine. But show Superman doing the job and show Superman saving people um, and being concerned. It still is epic. I mean, the guys, they have that tribute to the Fleischer thing where he's literally fighting his way through the, like that beam. And I'm like, that's like the Fleischer cartoon where he's actually hitting a laser beam I, it's just, yeah. I mean it's ludicrous but at the same time I'm like yeah yeah hit that force beam back teach it a lesson uh, <laughs> battle flashlight boom boom but um <laughs> battle flashlight by the way will be my next band uh, like but it's so it's just another world that Snyder wanted to bring he wanted it to be huge and on one hand, I do appreciate we've gotten to a level with effects where Superman is, you can show him beating the shit out of superhuman hu- people, flying for miles, getting knocked through the Earth's surface, all that stuff. But yeah, you still have to make him a hero, man. Sorry, yeah. you do. Yeah. So I did not like that movie. And I mean they get everything wrong. Pretty much they reverse everything you're expecting. And it's almost like Zack Snyder's doing it with a wink. We talked about Pa Kent last, last time. Like, yes, even that is a misfire. And you can just see Snyder going, I've thought about it. See, he wouldn't tell him to go out there and help people. He'd say, hide for your own safety, hide yeah. for your own safety. That's a great lesson. Pa. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that movie. I know. And we, we, I, I mentioned this, the first time we talked about this movie, I talked about one of the reasons why I despise this, this film is because <laughs> it made me hate Paul Kent. I know, <laughs> you know, when he showed, I know you didn't see uh, Batman v Superman, but he shows up as a ghost in that one, like a memory. Again, I just, I, and, I, I still haven't heard how that legal case ended up. Who won? <laughs> Batman v <laughs> Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who got custody of Jimmy Olsen? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but when Father, I mean, when Jonathan Kent shows up in the next mil- film, Milm, when he shows up in the next Milm. movie, Milm, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm like, get. Yeah, boo! Get out of here, John. You suck. <laughs> Which, Which I hate not feeling that way. Yes, about the character. you shouldn't feel that way. No. Did he say something equally stupid as a ghost? It was like I forget. I'm it was some fatherly wisdom thing. Yeah. Is it know, after he dies? Is his is his is dad waiting to take him into heaven or something? No, no. It's it's during a some Superman's like up on top of a mountain somewhere, and it turns around, oh. and his dad is there. It's just a, it's just in his head. I think it's supposed oh, to be it's okay. a memory. Okay, a, so he's insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Bruce. Yeah. I'm having these weird visions, man. I'm having these weird visions. <laughs> you mm-hmm. need help, Clark. 
you need serious help. Uh, <laughs> your dad doesn't show up and talk to you on mountains. <laughs> um, I actually, because of this podcast, I got very close a few days ago watching Batman versus Superman because it's just sitting there on you know HBO Max, and I, I was like, should I just do it and get it over with? I'm like, I just don't know, man. It's, it's, I have a feeling I'm going to hate it. I mean, because I it's hated Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah. There, there are some things that, again, Superman's character, his, uh, just some really bad dialogue, too. Sure. Just, just childish dialogue. I mean, here's so, another thing that's a strength of what Feige has done. Feige is not only overseeing a connected universe, which is nothing that, like anything that's been done before, pretty impressive. But he always finds good people. And that goes for the directors, certainly, but also the writers. I look at those MCU movies, even the weakest ones are written better than the best of the DC movies. People say like Shazam and Wonder Woman and Aquaman are all fun DC movies. I'm like, I liked parts of all of them. Wonder Woman, probably the best. But even so, I look at them going, this is weak writing compared to what what the Marvel guys are doing. Um, and all they do is like, let's up the quips. So Aquaman is funny. And I mean, Captain Marvel is wacky. Wonder Woman even has all these little bits in it. I'm like, okay, it's not what I was asking for, but at least it's not as grim as fucking man of steel. Was there anything in man of steel you liked? Yeah. Well, there, there, that the sequence where he's kind of roaming around like, yeah. like Bruce, like, well, like David, like David Banner from the series. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and he's, he's doing what his dad told him not to do is he's and that. I like that. He's actually figuring out ways to save people without sort of, I mean, that's himself. taken from the fairly recent comics where they were examining the years before he puts on the suit where he's just wandering and kind of helping people and getting an idea of his powers and also just visiting the world Yeah, because I love the American way part of Superman, but I love him as a hero of earth. Damn it. He mm-hmm. cares for everybody. Yeah. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to get all angry, <laughs> that's true. but yeah, I, I, that that's where he's, he's rescuing the people on the, uh, on yeah, the, uh, the oil, the oil rig. that's good. Dear. Yeah, I mean that's, that's good. good. More of that. I thought where, where was the, <laughs> more of the, more of that, please. Excuse me, Mister yeah. Snyder. Uh, yeah. I'll have an extra helping of that. But uh, I like. I mean, the flying sequence is great. I mean, literally with him kind of going past the speed of sound and leaving sonic booms in his wake. And uh, I mean, they put it in the trailer. That whole thing with him landing, and it's just weirdly that vibration through the earth as he's getting ready to take off it is very powerful it's visceral and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh that's an awesome take on him flying too bad he's flying into some shit and bad writing (laughs) yeah Uh, the end of that movie the end of that movie okay all right here are things chad i need to talk about i just roll up your sleeves i gotta talk about it but here's the thing is (laughs) Don't roll up your sleeves, actually. I don't need to be invited to the gun show. Um, (laughs) At at the end of that thing where the whole... uh, This movie played so loose with the idea of a secret identity. By the end of this movie, who the fuck is going to be fooled by fucking glasses? He brings... I mean, the government knows who he is. He brings down that drone, and it's in Smallville, and he's like... don't let me ever see this thing again. Get out of here, you. And he shakes his fist. Um, and <laughs> Lois is there. 
you know, and then in Justice League, you got Bruce bringing furniture to the Kent farm and all that nonsense. And because they're buddies, and I'm like, does anyone not know? Because Superman had this huge fight out in Smallville, Kansas, that the world knows about. The drones were there. The government knows about it. Uh, the fight seemed to center around a obscure little farm owned by a family called Kent. And then Kent ends up Metropolis as a reporter wearing glasses. No one's ever going to be fooled by this. It was so weak at the end of it where he shows up at the Daily Planet with glasses on. And they're like, oh, hey, Clark. And he's like, hi. You guys know I'm Superman, right? <laughs> I mean, you totally know it, right? Yeah. I'm not fooling anybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it felt so tacked on, and there's just mm-hmm. there was no logic to the way. If you want to change things about the established canon, you better do it smart. You better mm-hmm. earn it, and then we'll go. Oh, well. I mean, if this movie had said he he just didn't do a secret identity, and everyone knows that Clark Kent is Superman, it would have. I would not have enjoyed it but it would have felt more logical to the way that story progressed mm-hmm. instead of him like going, Oh shit, I guess I should uh, pretend I'm not this guy. Okay. Boop, doop, yeah. Doo. yeah. And that, that was uh, something I thought that Brian Singer did well. And Superman returns was addressing the, the alter ego issue. Yeah. It's like the, the, you know, the heart, you know, it's, it's a classic thing. It's like, he just puts on glasses and nobody knows who he is. They address that. But for, first there's a little scene where his, his son, seems to recognize but they don't go anywhere with that unfortunately right, but his right. son looks up sees him on tv and then he's like <gasps> yeah <laughs> it, it occurs the son it's, it's hinted that the son figured uh, it jason out. i think his name figured it out but he doesn't say anything um but then there's a scene too where richard and lois are in, in the daily planet office and they say they're, they're just kind of goofing around it's like wait a minute how tall is superman they're looking over at clark and clark <laughs> of course who can hear them as they 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 don't show in that scene but throughout the movie you hear him hearing conversations you know across the room or in the next room and he looks over at, at, and just waves goofily at them and he go <laughs> you know what were we thinking he's he's a total goof he can't possibly be superman that was a great moment you know yeah uh one of his powers is super acting uh so that's another thing is he's so convincing um Man, do you think they'll <laughs> think they'll ever do a movie where he uses super hip hip uh, uh, super hypnosis or super ventriloquism or any of the weird <laughs> things he's never had in the movies? I was yeah. surprised in Justice League. Okay, Justice League is not good. Okay, but it has little bits. They actually had him do the super breath for half. I was like, holy shit! I forgot they act. Snyder they has him blow on the the big axe that uh, Steppenwolf has and shatters it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, super breath. You're still yeah. not getting me, Zack Snyder. You're still not getting me. Uh, but you gave me a little bit that I enjoyed. Thank you. Yeah. There was some good some good moments. Like when they're, I mean, I didn't like the whole thing where they have to resurrect him yeah. in this weird way, which was, wasn't even the way it was done in the comics. No. But uh, when, the, this when they have to battle mother him, boxes. Yeah. The, the whole, I mean, the whole idea of him getting confused uh, about his memory and stuff and fighting them was kind of goofy, but I did like that moment where the flash is running around him. And that's all of one a sudden, of the best movies. He, in he the... turns and sees that he's like, Oh shit. Yes. That, <laughs> that was a good I, moment. I really liked it. I, and I mean, I don't, it's actually typical comic books. This is the first time, except for wonder woman, Batman, that these characters are meeting him. So Aquaman is, he's shown to be, uh, I think Flash is in awe. Aquaman is like wary. Cyborg is just like, I don't know. I'm just here. But, um, but yeah, so 
I like the idea that, yeah, maybe the first time they meet, there's a throwdown because that's typical comics and them having him be confused and his mind is all messed up. That makes some sense. Yeah. But that, that moment with the flash was the best bit. And it then was, yeah. even though people hated all the stuff that uh, Joss Whedon put in, he did put in the chase thing at the very end, which again, I was like, all right, they're going to have a race. I like that. That was the post credit oh, yeah. scene where yeah. it's like, okay, let's, uh, Let's see how who's the fastest, and they take off. I'm like, all right, Jesus, I love me, that yeah. shit. You got me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then the Flash uh, immediately in the race takes a left, and then he forms a commune with a bunch of women and starts hitting people in public. Weird take. <laughs> Weird take on Barry Allen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a shame. It's it is really a shame act. because, I mean, the, as an actor, they, I will use their proper pronouns, I've enjoyed what they've done, and even though that's not my idea of Barry Allen, I thought that was a fun character that they did well. And the extended scene in uh, Snyder's cut with like him at the pet shop and meeting Iris or saving Iris in the car. That was good. Yeah. Really well done. Good super speed sequence. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, I'm sitting there going, no, no, this guy's sorry. You can't really bring a person back from that. They are going to so try so hard to sell us on Ezra Miller's stability because they've got this flash movie coming out, which is already done and it's cost 200 billion dollars yeah um and then he's going to be replaced if they continue on another dc movie i'm sure it'll be somebody else is like i'm the new barry allen yeah yeah well that's another reason why i think we were in agreement they should just reboot everything and start over reboot everything start over yeah Zack snyder was not the guy to give the keys to the kingdom he is a decent sometimes really good action film director uh sucker punch was was gross because it was one man's fetishes thrown up on the screen uh for two hours but there are sequences in it like visualized action sequences that i'm like jesus that's awesome Mm -hmm. too bad it's him going i like girls in skirts and little (laughs) shoes with swords like all right man yeah well don't I mean, but again, there are sequences that are great, but the guy's take on what he thinks is fucking awesome about the DC universe is just wrong. Just wrong. That's why, um, a wonderful wonder woman like Gal Gadot seems completely different when she's in her own films. And then she shows up for justice league or Batman V Superman, which I haven't seen. Uh, and she seems like, um, I'm the cousin of that other one. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like not the wonder woman you know but uh i'm similar and i look the same yeah. but that was, that was another thing that went wrong too i i did we we touched on it briefly on another show or another, a couple weeks ago that the the first wonder woman was it was okay right yeah was, yeah you, you had a, you had a problem with the setting because it was the wrong yeah, war it was like world war one jesus christ man but uh, it was surprisingly good, I thought, compared to mm-hmm. <laughs> everything that had come out up to that point. And well, then, again, you and have then the sequel I mean, comes out. It, <laughs> it it needed an editor. It yeah. needed it needed another pass on the script. It needed a oh. touch up because yeah. as good as the casting, 
because the casting's yes. great. I mean, yes. Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord, I wouldn't have Fantastic. put him in the 80s because, again, you're wasting a villain and you have him in and he's out like that. Yeah. But also they're wasting Cheetah, though I guess she could be quasi-immortal. And so neither gets served very well. And Kristen Wiig is great. She mm-hmm. has a full character, but her arc is so truncated. It's just like, right. uh, I'm a nerd. Now I'm feeling it. Now I've got this power and I'm, I'm expressing myself and people love me. And then it's like, and I hate you, Diana. Now I'm a, a werecat lady who's going to tear your face off. Give her right. an entire movie of Cheetah yeah. uh, and give her the time or give Maxwell Ward the full hour or the full movie. It's just like those X-Men movies. Let's shove a whole bunch of shit in. And I would mm-hmm. not as good as their chemistry is, I would not have brought in Steve Trevor. If he is dead in the first movie and suddenly his body gets booted into someone else's body, which is very disturbing. Um, then you're like, well, that really diminishes his sacrifice in the first movie. I mean, I'd prefer Steve Trevor's always alive and always her love interest, but if you kill him off in the first movie, let him stay dead. She yeah. either doesn't have a love interest at all, or you create a new one. Um, yeah. That, that was, but, I've forgotten about that, that that was something that people were criticizing as being like shockingly immoral. What was going on? Right. With his body. The fact that essentially <laughs> she's like, well, I know this isn't your body, Steve, but since you're in there, let's bone. And then, <laughs> and then a guy gets his body back and you're like, that's just not right. She had yeah. her way with that innocent person's body just because her <laughs> old boyfriend was inhabiting it. Yeah, that's disturbing. But I liked yeah. her flying scene was nice. And I liked her. Uh, the fight in the mall was actually kind of great because it reminded me of the 70s Superman movies where she's not only a badass hero, she's uh, she's winking at the kids and she's like... Uh, she just seems very superhero. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there were sequences and I like, but yeah, it's kind mm-hmm. of a crazy mess. Yeah. It was just really weird the way it wrapped up at the end. Um, that speech that she gives that somehow was broadcast to everybody. <laughs> like, oh. you know, you, you just, just give up the things you want. It'll be fine. Like, yeah. I, that's uh, not going to work. Yes. <laughs> Now that was, uh, you know, it's up there with Superman addressing the UN, but, um, but yes, it just seemed like in order to fix this, all you have to do is stop wanting shit. (laughs) Okay. Everybody just don't want anything. Great. Yeah. It was just really awkward, but I did like the idea, even though Mm -hmm. it's not done well, I did like the idea that her ending, the way she fixes things, this is a wonder woman thing. I am anti wonder woman shield and sword like shield and sword is only in the most dire of situations the guy who created her who had a lot of issues yes but the guy who created her she was supposed to be anti-violence that's why he gave her a lasso it's this passive thing that holds people it doesn't hurt them and and so the idea of her being this badass warrior from Themyscira who's got a sword and shield all the time, I'm like going, he's rolling in his grave. It's anti everything he wanted her to be. So I liked the end of her movie as her talking to people. You know, it's like yeah. she uses the lasso a lot in the second movie. I'm like, yay. Uh, I don't think she really breaks out the sword and shield at all. She does to get that suit of armor, though. This turned into the Wonder Woman cast. It's Chad and Brendan's Wonder Woman cast. 
But That's there right. are still things that about, yeah, there's still things about what Patty Jenkins did that suit me much better for DC movies than what Snyder did. Yeah, it, absolutely. It's just that Snyder's focused on, he feels like a guy whose ideas of the superheroes came out of the 90s. I think, is he younger than us? Maybe. I don't, I don't know, but it does seem like he's like going, dude, I love superheroes, especially when they fucking kick ass and they beat the shit out of the villains. And if they get hit, you see blood and shit flying out of their mouths. Yeah. There was, there was one scene and, 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 and Batman v Superman, which I know you haven't seen. I'm going to spoil this one scene for you, which I'm sure you'd be very upset. I've about. had most of the movie spoiled <laughs> for me because I have done things like ask people okay. like going, is it as bad as I've heard? And then I hear a bunch of stuff. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. it sounds like, it's well, this is bad. one of those things that, you know, our, as we mentioned, our, as a lot of people's big criticism of man of steel was the massive destruction at the end that Superman doesn't seem yeah. concerned with at all. Yeah. And then, so in the next movie, there's a court case about that destruction. Right, where he has right. to, he shows up in court, and he just as he's about to make a statement to answer for all the people who died in Metropolis, boom! This, this terrorist bomb goes off in the court, and everybody dies except him. So, are you right kidding? Before, so and no, and this was I think this was Zack Snyder shooting the finger at everybody who criticized the first film. He's like, I'm not even going to give you an answer. And um, holy yeah. fuck, that is yeah, that is that is it's a finger so, to anyone who cared. <laughs> That made me dislike him even more. I was like, come on, Zach. Jesus. I mean, so, the idea yeah. that that Batman is, it's not a distrust necessarily of Superman's power, but it is like he blames him for the destruction of Metropolis and all of that. I mean, again, I don't like this as a story plot. I don't like that as a, as a but it, at least that is a through line. It's like, okay, they're connecting it. But if the way they paid it off is with more violence and then forcing Batman and Superman to throw down, come on, man. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Now, I'm not asking for, uh, you remember when uh, Byrne rebooted uh, Superman in the 80s, uh, and it. a yeah. lot of the changes made very good sense, like the Kent still mm-hmm. being alive. Why should they be dead? He's a grown man and he's got his family. That's great. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the the stuff was smart. Uh, but would I ask for that version of their first meeting? I always thought that was pretty weak. It's like, I created a villain called magpie and Superman and Batman meet while fighting magpie. That was, that was in man. I of totally Steel. don't remember that. I know yeah. because I think she really is only shown up twice. And John Byrne wrote and drew her both times. Um, I think she ended up on suicide squad at one point and, but, but the whole idea is, is so lame. I think he was sitting there going, Ooh, that'll be a character I own and they'll make action figures. And that, but the whole thing in, in that first meeting, burn has just the distrust of Batman going, I don't, you have too much power. I don't Mm -hmm. trust you. And Superman going, you are far too brutal. I don't trust you. But they have the thing that they used in the animated movie, which Superman's like going, um, okay, we'll see you later, Bruce. And he's like, how'd you? He goes, x-ray vision, man. Totally mm-hmm. see through your mask. Uh, and then he's like going, oh, no, I've shielded it with lead now. Or he, he or something. He tries to see who he is. And it's like, oh, you can't see through my mask. <laughs> but um, so I don't know. I, I think yeah. that Snyder is terrible. 
And if they stop his <laughs> reign of of destruction of the DCEU, that'd be for the best. Yeah. yeah. You, you saw, did you see the Snyder Cut? Yeah. yeah Justice yeah. League? It was it definitely is, an improvement, an and improvement. at least to see, but there was too much. It was like, it was, there was too much stuff. Like all the stuff that happened at the end. Well, all the flashes this- to this future. That's him. And Jared Leto's God awful Joker. And oh, here's the God. thing. I like Jared Leto as an actor. That guy is fearless and will do whatever, mm-hmm. but his Joker is what is the worst interpretation we've ever had, ever yeah. had, you know, you know what really, shows and proves that someone's crazy is when they tattoo I'm crazy all over themselves and ha 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 all over themselves. The whole idea of that is annoying, not because I'm anti tattoos, uh, but it's just so like the thing about the Joker is he's not that calculated. He is living his own ideal of what his life is and he doesn't need to prove he's crazy by tattooing. I'm nuts on his body. Yeah. It's his actions. Okay. Yeah. Uh God, that scene with him and Harley Quinn in uh uh is it Birds of Prey? Where no, he only shows up briefly in Birds of Prey. Which one is it? Just, oh, I didn't see uh, that. The one. first Suicide Squad, maybe? Uh where basically it's him, see. him in the in the club, and it's the Joker hanging out with a bunch of drug dealers, and he's like going, You looking at my girl? You want a piece of that? And they have Margot Robbie, poor girl, dancing around in booty shorts. And I'm like going, yeah, that's perfect Joker. Because the Joker sits so they're going like, you want to slice off a piece of that? <laughs> no, Mr. Joker. Why not? Now I'm going to kill you. Bang, bang. I hate it. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it so much. What about, uh, since we were on this, uh, this the, the Suicide Squad? Yeah. By... What do you James think of Gunn? that? Yeah. I loved it. Loved it. Me too. <laughs> James yeah. Gunn has a very special talent, which again, I always fear. I did hear that DC said, do you want to do Superman next? Uh, I mean, Warner brothers, Warner brothers, talk of that. Yeah. just like with Christopher Nolan, Warner brothers sees money, sees the grosses. And then the thing is, they don't care if the person's a good fit. They just go, you did well. Do you want the big ones now? And James Gunn turned them down. He goes, you guys don't get it. I mean, I'm good with these guys, the C-level dudes. And what I do is I'm I'm a little bit sacrilegious uh, with their backstories, but I always give them heart, which is a real trick that James Gunn's good at. The Guardians mm. of the Galaxy, no one cared about. I mean, I kind of Gamora sort of, but no. So I walk in that with no expectations. And of course it's great. Of course yeah. it's great because yeah. it's funny when it needs to be and very serious when it needs to be. So he took the characters no one cared about. And that's why I said, give me the suicide squad so I can have, you know, um, uh, crazy quilt or whoever the fuck it's like, I've got rat catcher. And I'm like, and you made me care about rat catcher too in this movie. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. Rick Flag, he keeps Rick Flag in there and he makes him an, a real character. He gets Peacemaker up and running and you're like, holy fuck, I love this. And what a great show that is, too. I, well, I, I, my only problem was how they handled Vigilante. I do have a soft spot for Vigilante. Oh. And James Gunn did say, like, 
well, no, it's not the character that you guys know from the comics, but really, who's uh, who's going to be cons- sad about Vigilante? And I was like, me? <laughs> I me? I kind of... <laughs> okay. X, I don't know X, enough about the character, but yeah. XDA Adrian Chase becomes this like nerd who works at an olive garden or something. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's a big switch. It's a big switch. Okay. But did I love the series? Of course I did. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Justice so that, League shows up at the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, and so that's that's the only thing, which I guess it technically is in the Snyderverse, those characters. But yeah, it yeah. so does not feel like it. And you no. know, until those yeah. Even when they show up, it's like it just seems like uh this is like a post credit scene <laughs> sort of thing. Yes. It's not really happening. Oh man. <laughs> so, uh I, I, I just was like, okay, that's cute, I guess. But it is them trying so hard, Warner Brothers, to make all this stuff connect um, way before they they didn't build the foundation right. <clears throat> and as I always say to my friend John, it's like I'm I'm no I'm no architect. But if your foundation is weak, built on you can't keep building on top of it. It doesn't work. You can try mm-hmm. course correcting, but the Superman in your cinematic universe is wrong. Your Batman in your cinematic universe is wrong. These are the step stones. Your Wonder Woman is almost, almost great. Uh, but these are the stones you're building on, and it's just not going to work. It's yeah. like they just, uh, again, the MCU was a lucky accident. They did the first movie, and they nailed the character. And in fact, mm-hmm. he was a, not C, a B level. Iron Man is not who you think they would launch. It's Spider-Man, Captain America, the Hulk, or the X-Men. Yeah. They launched with Iron Man, and they got fucking lucky. And yeah. then they just kept adding strength to strength before they had them meet. By the yeah. way, this is how they meet. Yeah. I'm glad this is recorded <laughs> on video so people can see my my amazing <laughs> it's presentation. It's important depiction, yeah. By the way, on video, would you hold up that mug again? Because you've got uh, one yeah, of our mugs, right? Gonna, I was wondering when you're going to say something. Yes. I haven't seen one of those in so long. The one I had broke a million years ago. Wow, that is taking me back. So I, I very rarely ever use this because I don't want to break it. So, But I love oh, this thing. Oh, man. I really do wish I could yeah. have had the skull design go all the way to the lip. It was supposed to be like you were drinking out of the skull. But they're mm-hmm. like, the printable area is only right here. <laughs> it's a good impression of the people who did the Yeah, movie. that's... That was a good Dwight Odelius. That was a contribution. He he said, yeah, let's do mugs. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Thanks, manager Dwight. And this is all your, this is your, your design, right? You did this? Uh, I, think, I think Jerry did the text. That does look like Jerry's work. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I just did the skull, but uh, I laid it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I still love Hot Cup of Joe. That was fun. That was um, still my favorite Zuzu Spettle song is the is the title track from uh from Joe. I love that song. Don't 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 do do Yeah, it's great. It's, it's a great groove. Yeah. Uh and uh speaking of Bowie, I, I'm only slightly sliding off uh topic here. I know we only have a few minutes left. I'm sorry for no, cool. cutting and running. We're, we're inevitably gonna talk about music on the show. So, well, yeah. it is true, but it, uh I found your the cassette you sent me a million years ago of your proposed uh, Z Stardust musical. Oh yes, I forgot that I I totally didn't remember that I sent you that. <laughs> yes, uh, it, uh, it, it was. I think I lost the insert, which is a shame because your insert was you actually breaking it down act by act. 
But when you listen to the the mixtape, I mean, you do get the flow of the story. I'm like, you did a really good job of putting, like you had in mind back then, because this goes back to the 90, early 90s, but you yeah. had in mind what has become really popular now, which is the jukebox mu- musical, where you take an artist's music and you build a story around it right, right, for yeah. the stage. And you did that, man. It was great. Thank you. I, I, yeah, I uh, forgot yeah. about that. I I think I may have my I have a my my own copy of that. I have somewhere. Yeah, yeah it was very. I remember you. We we talked about it, and you were like, "It's a little bit long," because <laughs> it was like I think I I threw everything in there, and it, the story I was in, encompassing of the tape itself is like what. Well, it's, it's I think really long, it right? A, so it was a ninety minute tape. I think it was a ninety minute. Yeah, it was a ninety minute. Okay, it was a bit too long for a musical. But you'd have had, to lose some of the songs, but yeah. but the flow of I mean, and you coming up with a uh, John being the name of the character who's the normal Earth guy. I actually remember some of this uh, because that works in with John. I'm only dancing uh, and Ziggy uh, coming down with the five years and and the whole thing. And Starman is as actually how he's announced and he comes. I mean, it was all, it, you had yeah. worked it all out. Yeah. Uh, letting everyone know that the earth will be destroyed in five years and everyone needs to That's, party. And right. And then That's it becomes the like the seventies drug thing. And oh, it was great. Yeah. Man. I still, I still picture that. Cause my, my, the way I envisioned it was, you know, the last song is, um, rock and roll suicide. Yeah. And the, and that that last the last chord that strikes then that's the earth blowing up. Like, I fucking love it, man. <laughs> it'd be so beautiful. I fucking love it. I did yeah. rock and roll suicide for karaoke once and uh talk about a song no one's expecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me your hands. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's really not a thing that people are like going, oh, I don't know what you're getting at, man. Right. But uh I love the song and that would be a great way to end the musical. So get back to work on it. Just start writing it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> contact the Bowie estate. They'll be just, you know, contact his son and just uh, work it out. Well, apparently, apparently D- David did have an idea for a Ziggy movie. And this is why one of the reasons he turned down Velvet Goldmine when they came at him mm. with that mm. idea. And he said, no, I've got my own idea for Ziggy. You know, you can't use any of my stuff. And it turned into this weird. I mean, trying, I don't know. it's worth it to watch, but you're constantly doing the thing of like, oh, this is a stand in for this. This is mm-hmm. the, like the story is not solid enough on its own to take you into like, I'm just going to follow these characters. No, instead, you're sitting there going, oh, that's the Iggy uh, analog. Oh, this is right. the Bowie analog. Yeah. So you're just yeah. interpreting it the whole time. Like with Watchmen, Watchmen is so amazing. You're not constantly sitting there going, Oh, Night Owl is Blue Beetle. Oh, Doctor Manhattan is Captain Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no one's but, doing that. But yeah, but my problem with Velvet Goldmine was the not the music or the the actors were fine. Obviously, sure, Ewan McGregor was great. The oh, the was character, he in the guy? Yeah, <laughs> the guy who plays Bowie, the character. I said the way the way that his character is portrayed whatever his character's name was. I can't remember now. They, they lean really hard into just the, the tartiness of, of, of yeah. the Ziggy character, but yeah. they completely gloss over that, the really deep intellectual side of Bowie, especially right, right. from that period where he's, he's heavy into Nietzsche and all this. Yeah. Really he's, re- heavy he's reduced to a caricature because they don't yeah. spend enough time because the thing I love about Bowie is he was always acting. And so, in other words, the the tardy Ziggy thing was both real for him, 
but if you catch him alone in a room, it's exactly that. He's reading something. He's writing notes. He's a serious minded guy. But when he's out in public, it's like the, the spotlight's on. And it's like, this is what you want. It's like mm-hmm. you have to show both sides because he yeah. was more than just like for a few years, I was just this fey alien guy. And you're like, no, you weren't. You were putting it on <laughs> and you were enjoying it because it shocked people. But come on. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. man. Oh, Bowie. Anyway. Um, yeah. So did you see? Sorry. Did well, you see Stardust? That the, the other biopic? I about saw Stardust. Yeah. <laughs> I did. That was a shame. Again, like really suffering because they couldn't use the music for one I thing. I know. And, like, Why they, do they, they bother doing these things? Like the, sh- yeah, I know. The Hendrix biopic that what was it? Andre uh, 3000 uh, was in as Hendrix, but they didn't have the rights to the Hendrix music. And you're like, what is the point? Just stop right there. Just yeah. stop right there. If you don't have the rights, you can't dance was around a, that. It was a neat idea to, to tell sure. a story for that particular part of his career. It was, it was a neat idea, even though it wasn't really based. It was based somewhat on reality. I mean, he, he actually did go to that guy's house. Yeah. There's pictures of him hanging out. In it. So that, that's cool. But, but, uh, yeah, they they were they had to refer to his so called like Manasso of the World. And the guy's quoting lyrics from Manasso of the World, and it's not even it's some old poem that they. Oh had God! Up. Even like, the lyrics—that's right. Yeah. Jesus, like, can you comment on these lyrics? And it was something I was like, "That's not the lyrics. Why do you even have that in the movie?" Shut the fucking movie down. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's like so. when that that uh, biopic of uh, of the Little River Band came out, and they didn't have the rights to reminiscing. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of the most obscure thing. I was like, Little River Band. That just popped in my head. It was like that Doobie Brothers movie they did, and they didn't get their rights to, uh, oh, shit, uh, Doobie Brothers. Uh, oh, uh, God, uh, you know, I mean, Doobie no, Brothers hits. By the hand. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> I love you know. when my old man brain uh yeah. trumps my comedy brain and i'm like i'm on a roll no i'm not i got nothing in there there's nothing there right but uh yeah. anywho you can edit that out um so uh zach snyder's terrible uh i will say that i probably use a swell guy uh i just don't want him anywhere and he should keep making movies but i just don't want him anywhere near the superheroes ever again his yeah. take is just wrong Um, and the only positive, uh, that could come out of perhaps Warner brothers being jettisoned and sold off is that they have stopped the progress of all these things. Black Adam is coming out because it's done. Flash will probably come out, but they've already, they shelved Batgirl and all the other projects. Oh, maybe Shazam two will probably come out because that seems to be pretty much done. But oh, maybe Aquaman too. So you didn't you didn't like Shazam, huh? I, mean, I thought the casting was perfect, uh, mm-hmm. and parts of it are fun. But man, Jesus, I thought the writing was terrible, and I thought, really? um, the I thought the you know the seven enemies of man are you know being the bad guys he has to fight. I don't like pump, I love the actor, but I don't want pumped up Doctor Savannah. The whole point of Dr. Savannah is he was he was almost 
because everything in Captain Marvel started out as kind of a parody of Superman. So he is a parody of the mad scientist. He should be smaller and nerdier and that big old noggin than Alex Luthor. Instead, you got this badass walking around in a black trench coat and I am Dr. I'm like, no, no, that's mm-hmm. not the point of the character. Okay. Um, the seven enemies of man ended up looking like terrible CG creatures from a bad video game from 14 years ago. Like the effects are not good. Plus you have the seven enemies are sloth, lust, envy, all of those, the seven deadly sins. And yet when they become real and fighting people, they're just monsters going, I'm like, why not have them represent what they are? What if they're talking to people's ears and causing yeah. people to do things instead yeah. of having them just be monsters going rah, 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 and then they get hit in the <laughs> face I'm like this is stupid. That's Dumb. true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but again, I thought Zachary Levi, it's like he's the saving grace because he's perfect casting. And I thought the, the updated costume doesn't look as good as an Alex Ross painting of the old style. It's like, just give him the, the captain flap, give him the collar to the cape. And, and what's with these like high tech? And again, it's that textured rubber suit. I'm like, no, the captain is corny, man. Give him his belt mm-hmm. sash. The fuck you do? Yeah. The f- give him his buccaneer boots. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. afraid of, but they even, they didn't even give cap his buccaneer boots. And you know, that pisses me off. Captain America <laughs> should always have buccaneer boots. This is what okay. I would be. This is an example, by the way. This is a glimpse of how I'm going to be in the retirement home. In the, <laughs> I, I will be in a room. Uh, they'll probably be putting like a blanket over me. I'll be going, because he always rocked the book in your boot. It has the fold, the flap that comes. It's dashing. Yeah. And only this okay. part up is chain mail. Where? Hello? <laughs> Did my grandparents come? My grandparents, I'm very old. They've been dead for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I think you'll visit me, won't you, Chad? Will you visit me? Yes, I would. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And you'll be going, yeah, Buccaneer boots. It's true, Brendan. He did wear (laughs) Buccaneer boots. That's right. Uh, they said you're not supposed to have these, but I brought you a a, a personal uh, pan pizza from Pizza. <laughs> you're the okay. best, Chad. On, on that note, let's 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 wrap it up because I know you yeah, got to go. I do. So, I have to leave. What do you think next week? Greatest American Hero. What do you think? I would love to talk about it because if nothing else, uh, I mean, it has its faults, but what a f- breath of fresh air it would be to talk about Ralph Hinckley. Yes, or Hanley, depending on which part of the season you're I, I have the box or. set. I just love how awkwardly dubbed over it is in the, for a few episodes. It's like, <laughs> oh, no. All because a crazy guy loved Jodie Foster. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about that next week. 